Welcome in to Living Crazily, <laughs> inside, outside, everywhere of the box, right? Uh, good morning. Today, uh, karmic mirroring. Yes. That's my own term, I think. I don't know if there's a we'll, term. We'll tag it I think you. I made it up, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll tag I don't it know. to you. Let's do it. You'd have to, you'd have to Google search it to see if... Um, good morning, everybody. Nice to see you again. Sorry I'm a little rushed this morning. Kent threw me off because I'm old and used to routine and his car was not outside. So I was sitting outside waiting for him. I came in a big white box. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry if I'm a little bit rushed. We'll keep going with it. Um, those of you who are following on Facebook, please know that you can also follow on YouTube and subscribe and get notifications. Um, Kent, if you'll put up, I don't know, a link or tell them how to do that easiest. Yeah. If you go to YouTube and just look up 216 The Net uh, or 216 Creator Studios, either way, you'll go right to our channel, like, subscribe, you know, hit the button, hit the bell, ring the bell, all that good and stuff. And will the lives come up first? Yeah. Okay. Lives come up first. Because um, there's lots of shows. There's yeah. not just mine. We watch mine first. That's right. Yes. That's yeah. the most important, but there's <laughs> lots of shows. So please feel free to do that. We're trying to build the YouTube channel. Um, yes. As all of us know, in internet world, YouTube is currently the thing to do. And um, frankly, we can talk a little bit differently. Yes, we can. <laughs> so not that we don't love FB, we do. Uh, yeah, we're not so metaversed. That would be correct. So let's give that a try. So if you guys are willing to do that. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of put out a post on my um, Facebook page, and I'm going to put it out here too. If anybody who listens has had some kind of an inspiring life. Mm -hmm. um, and by that, I don't mean that you are the God of all knowing and you have done it all because that is not the people that I relate to. I would like people who have seen hell and come back and learn something from it. If you have had those experiences, please either email Kent at. Yes, if you go Kent at. 216thenet.com or uh, shoot it to 216thenet at gmail.com and just put in living outside the box. Yes. Yeah. And just if you can put your name, your contact information, and you don't have to, you know, write a novel, yeah. but kind of a, a general synopsis of why you would like to tell your story and who you feel that would benefit. Yeah. Um, I would love to have people on because although I have an eclectic life and I talk about those things freely and I don't hide them. Um, I also think that other people's stories might be interesting <laughs> to yeah. hear as well. So yeah. I am really kind of looking to bring somebody on. I've actually got somebody who may be on in the next month or two um, who I find can incredibly fascinating and an inspiration. Um, so 
I'm kind of trying to pull that in. Won't be an every week thing, but I'd like to, you know, find some different stories besides just mine for everybody to hear. But again, if you, if, if it, I'll, I'll respect and love to everybody who has a life purpose. If you're going to come on and talk like you're a God of all knowing, and you've never screwed up and been an idiot and you, that you're done learning, please, you're not my email. <laughs> my email is, Hey, I learned all this and I went through all this and I finally made it here and I'm just so grateful and I can't wait to see what else I learned. Yeah. Those are my people. Um, don't, so, want, don't want a narcissist. No, I, no, I probably dated them. <laughs> so they won't email. Yeah. If it's a narcissist that emails in, I probably dated them. You can just delete it. Um, we're good. <laughs> so anyway, just throwing that out there for everybody. Um, those of you who haven't listened to me for long, cause I I'm only back on after a few years. I don't judge. I'm pretty open-minded. No, um, I've been through the fires. I've been through being the stupid one. I've been through being the one who was smart enough to figure it out. I've been through all of them. So I really don't judge it. Um, I just, and, and I don't even judge somebody who feels that they've learned everything they need to learn. And they are a God. I don't judge that even. I just don't want to talk to you on the show. I would have no conversion with right. you. you know? I, um, I, I love you because you, you listen. Yeah. Well, yeah. everybody's got a story and it's yeah. quite fascinating. And, um, I've just made, had something happen this weekend that I'm not going to talk about on today's show, but in the next few weeks, you'll hear about it. That was about the biggest jump of trust your instinct because when you go into your brain, your brain says you're crazy, mm. but your gut says you need to do this. And every sign in the world came that said you need to do this. So um, anyway, throwing that out there, because I'd like to change it up and let you guys hear about other people besides me sometimes. So we'll leave it at that. So karmic mirroring, what is that? Um, I don't know. I kind of made it up, I think, unless somebody can Google it and know that it's out there. What I've been paying attention to in my own life and with other people is I love it when people say things like, oh, I can't wait till karma gets you. Okay, first off, that's creating your own karma because you're wishing ill intent on another Absolutely. human being. So stop that. If you believe that karma will, then just trust that the universe or God or whoever you believe in, they got it. Let it go. You, you know, the ill intent you're putting out is creating your own reflection. But what I've discovered when I talk to people about stuff like this is that everybody thinks that karma is this big event where you get your ass kicked and that'll teach you. And what I'm learning as I observe my own life, remember my motto is observe, don't absorb. So go through life observing what's going on around you, but everything isn't for you to absorb and take in. You can, you can learn from it by observing. You don't have to live within it or take it all in. And karmic mirroring, what I've discovered or the word I use for it is when little things happen that force you to go, hey, this is a situation that's in my life that hasn't been in it before. This is really uncomfortable. And wait a minute, when my friend or my relative or my whoever had a situation similar to this, I really judged what they should do. Mm. I really had a strong opinion of what they should do, but I had never lived within that. Wow. This is different when you're in it and you feel it. I could have handled that a lot better. Um, and then you go, I'm going to change my view now. 
And now I'm going to have a new level of understanding and compassion because, wow, I really judged that and I had never lived it. And now I'm living it. And I was kind of an ass, you know? So I had a situation where um, I'm educated and I've been through a lot of things and I get that. And I had somebody that I knew who had situation they were handling um, with their family and I was like, but you need to do this and this and this, you know, because I learned it in a book. And I based, I only had my own life view. Remember, everybody, we only have our own life view. And then I got put in a similar situation. It wasn't the same situation, but it was the same concept of decision making. And I went, oh, this is really hard to decide how to handle this. This is really hard. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I have to think about how I'm going to handle this. And after a little while I do that, I went, oh, this is really similar. Well, I really thought I knew it all. And now I'm placed in the position to do it. And this really sucks. So I owned it. Um, I don't talk to the person anymore, but I actually sent them a letter that said, hey, <laughs> I'm going to own this because for me and how my personal brain works, that's how I let things go. Um, because if I don't own it, it'll always bother me that I didn't. So I just said, I can't, I said, I've been placed in a situation where I realized how much judgment I had on something I had never lived. And just because I was educated and what have you in certain things, I thought I knew what to do. And now that I'm in this situation, I see where your heart and your mind really battled what to do and where you were really worried about what the possible outcomes could be. And I can't, I said, I can't apologize to you because when I was doing it, it was not of ill intent or control. I was really from my heart saying what I really thought was true. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say I'm sorry because I didn't do anything wrong. But I can say that I now understand it and I have a different level of compassion for that. Mm. And I have a lot of forgiveness for the conflict that came with it because it, it's different. And so I, other situations like that, but that's what I refer to as karmic mirroring. We walk around in the world thinking only the big events in life matter. Uh, Only the big things matter. Right. And if you can learn to step back and observe and not absorb, which is what I'm really, I'm proud of myself to get, get getting better at in these last two years. You learn so much about yourself. And the truth is all these little baby steps of going, oh, I got to own this. Oh, look at that different. Mm. <laughs> Have brought me more to my life than any of the big things. Mm. The big things that we chase. So is is that, and I don't know if you're, um, we are talking karmic. So uh, we're in the age of Aquarius now, right? So is is I mean, and that's the big awakening, right? So do you do you do it's you? It's all part of it. Is it okay? Yeah, because it's funny that you say that. Because literally, uh, Mike and I were were just kind of talking about that last night too. Uh, Mike Krejci, one of the owners of DDOE, um, and I was like, you know. I, I don't know for I'm grinding every day, but I'm having the time of my life right now. And I finally get things. It's it's like, you know, the light in the attic has gone on. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't... That, what I'm starting to learn is that we do have to work for things. I'm not saying that we don't. And we all know if you've listened to any of my shows that I don't believe in there's some big universal force deciding yeah. when you're good enough, you finally get something good. Right. I believe in life contracts and that we have a purpose, mm -hmm. but. I think that we miss a lot of our opportunities when we're so in control of the one thing. Mm -hmm. um, years ago, when I started discovering the whole dead people thing, um, I wanted to be who's now, she wasn't even a person, she was a person then, but she wasn't known. Um, 
Teresa Caputo, you know, oh my God, I'm going to go around. I'm going to be this famous medium and I'm going to do all these shows and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, okay. And I only chased that. And um, that's what it's going to happen. And now I look back after I've had so many other experiences and things go on. I went back to college and, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would not want to do that shit. For <laughs> that, right. Well, I, I know well, it well. was exciting back then. And then here's the thing. That was ego. Yeah. That was, oh, my God, now I'm going to prove to the world I can talk to dead people. And now, yeah. you know, 15 years later, now I look at him. I don't give a shit if you believe I can talk to dead people or not. Right, right, right. How you view life is not my problem. Now, if you come into my office, it's totally my problem. My heart will go into it for sure, you. But other sure. than that, I don't care. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, because I've had people say, I don't know if I believe in what you do. Cool. Okay. Like, I, all right. <laughs> right. Where I used to get off. What do you mean? Right. Let me prove yeah. to you that. Well, I'm... because I can't, my family had conflict with it. Mm -hmm. So my exp first experience right. was people thought I was crazy. Half my family still does. Uh, oh. and, I, and now I'm to the point of whatever. Yeah. I, I don't care. And it's not, I'm not Teresa Caputo and I'm far from rich and I haven't accomplished some big famous goal, but all these little experiences that I've learned to take in and just go look at that. That's what made me grow. That's what made me change. That's what's made me learn. That's what's making me happier. I still live in my little apartment. I still have my little car. You know, I, I still want the other things, but I'm like, God, I'm so proud of myself. Like, God, I don't, strive for that anymore and i don't i don't care if you think i can talk to dead people and i don't care if you think i should do this or that because that's what you did um and, and and this i hope this doesn't get touchy but this is what we started talking about on friday because i was I, I came in on the end of your show i apologize i'd run an errand yeah. so i i wasn't home but um i got home towards the tail end the last 20 30 minutes of it and you guys are talking about mentoring and i have a big issue with people saying i'm a mentor mm, me too um Obviously, that's your ego saying, you look tell. at me, yeah. and I'm going to prove to you I did it all right. To me, we're all mentors to somebody. If you just live authentically, somebody's going to see a spark of hope or inspiration in you in some aspect. Yeah. Um, can we help somebody who comes to say, hey, you know, I see you do this. Can't I see you run a radio station? It's always kind of been an aspiration to me. Would you be willing to let me come in and kind of see how you do it and, and how you work it? I guess you could call that a mentor, but you're just a nice guy who's doing something he loves and somebody else says, Hey, can I touch in on that and see if that works for me or not? Mm. That you don't need a title. Right. You don't, you know, when you when you cross over and you go do your life contract, guys, I go, were you a mentor? Right. Hey. <laughs> Did you prove to the world your way was right? And by stepping back, because I had that ego attitude, I've, I've talked before yeah. about, you know, my ego mind kicked in and I did this and well, that kicked you in the ass. And that's another karmic mirroring, you know. Um, you just live authentically. Um, one of the greatest things, and, and part of the reason, I, and I, and I felt bad, I'm like, God, I must have to show, um, to me in my life experience so far, one of the greatest, if you're going to title it a mentor or whatever, one of the greatest things that I've discovered and people have said to me is not all the things that I have accomplished. It is all the things that I admit, admit I screwed up. That's what people go but you give me permission to be wrong. Mm -hmm. You give me permission to admit it. You give me permission to let that part out. So by stepping back and doing what I refer to as karmic mirroring and just observing, because when you're in the mirror, you're not really taking action usually, especially Kent's not doing his hair, right? So really. you're just kind of observing yourself and going, what do I need to do? 
Does my hair need fixed? Does my makeup need on? You know, what do I need to do? It's just an observance. You're not criticizing. Well, hope some days we might, but for the most part, you know, you're just observing. Here's my situation. This way I have what I have to do. And if we can just step back and just kind of look at it, because the truth was in the situation I was talking about, I didn't intentionally try and beat somebody down, which is in a weird way, kind of what I did with inspirational shit, because they didn't feel inspirational. They need somebody to sit with them and understand how hard what they were going through was going through versus trying to fix it. And that's where the other mentor thing comes in, where it tweaks me is that I see people then going, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to fix what your life is. And my determination of how to fix your life is for you to do it my way. Well, your way might not work for everybody. And when we step back and we observe instead of absorb, what you might realize is half of your way didn't work for you either. (laughs) Like there's a way to grow. There's a way to expand. But that's what life is. Because I have clients who say, when will I be done doing all this? I'm like, when you're a spirit watching your own funeral, that's yeah. kind of when you get to take a breath and go, cool, got a break here. Other than that, we're always learning. We're always growing. In my opinion, at least if you're doing it right. And I had listened the other day, talk about karmic mirroring. This is really funny because usually what will happen is I'll get something in my mind and I'll get on a trend and then everything around me will start to look like that. So people are, the universe sent it to you. Yes, what happened? It's not that I was just more observant to catch it. I've been, I watch YouTube. Um, I watch other intuitive mediums. I watch astrology because I'm too stupid for astrology. It's way too much to learn. So I watch people who took the time. Mm. People I trust, not everybody. But, and I ended up running across, there's an intuitive, I'll just say his name because I actually might try and get him on the show. Um, his name is Robert Ohado. And when I was first starting all of this and I was in my woo-woo ego, I, he was on the radio and he's good looking and he's an intuitive. And I was like, oh, look at him. And he was on the radio and I called in and I got picked to talk to him. And I was like, this is a sign. I'm supposed to be famous. Right. And I was ego crazy. And I haven't seen him for years and haven't really thought about it. And I'm flipping through YouTube and I'm like, oh my God, that's Robert Ohato. And he's older and still hot. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to see what he's got to say. So I click it on. He hadn't done a YouTube video in years. Okay. And he was on there talking about, I'm kind of stepping back out. And he said, I want you all to know something I've learned and I've grown. And that's what we're supposed to do. I'm like, okay. Cause he used to be one of the secret, the manifest, yeah. you know, the whole thing. And he said, and what happened is, and he said this, not me. So don't attack, but I agreed with him. So half attack. And he said, I just want you all to know as I'm kind of poking my head back out here and, and getting public again, I outgrew my spiritual narcissism. That's a, that's a great term. That's the coolest term. And I was listening to him and he talks about what I'm talking about on the air these weeks about, listen, you got to go inside. The change is inside. The universe is inside. You got to change what's inside to make the outside change. But it doesn't mean the universe changed the world. It means you, you changed your view of what you choose to see. And he was talking about all of it. And I was so excited. And I'm like, okay, now I might see if I can get him on the air with me. Because maybe somebody else will be an ask here with me to all the people who are thinking I'm negative. Because I hear that all the time. You're so negative. Why? Why? Because I believe in bringing up your dark side. I believe in not hiding it. I don't believe that our dark side is just like I wasn't afraid to look at my karmic mirror. I don't believe that our dark side is something bad unless we're harming someone else. It's what we re- how we react to that part of us. We all have it. We all have it. We all, some people refer to it as shadow side because dark side people start thinking demons, but your shadow side, 
We all have those parts of us. And the only way to feel better, to change them, to see that view is to let them come up and just accept that they're a part of you. You don't have to accept it saying, I have to be like this forever, but you have to say, hey, this is in me. This is what's made me feel this way or see this way. And I either like it, it's gotten me good places or, oh, that's kind of ugly. I wouldn't be really proud. I'm not really proud of that. How could I look at that different? And then people say, then the universe brings you new experiences. My personal belief is then you're, you allow yourself new experiences. Because if Kent and I go, let's say we go to a concert. And I show up and I'm pissed off and had a bad day and I'm mad at the boyfriend. You know what I mean? Just in an attitude problem. And Kent's, you know, got his fairy wings on, happy and excited and can't wait. And this is going to be fabulous. We're going to be at the exact same concert. And you know what I'm going to notice? I'm going to notice every couple arguing. I'm going to notice everybody who's sick or has an attitude problem or misbehaves. or I'm going to find them. And Kent's going to be like, what do you mean? The concert was great. Didn't you see that lady who jumped up on stage and danced with them? And we were at the same concert. The universe didn't change our experience. We changed our experience because our brain only allowed us to see where we were at. So for me, the way to change your life and where you're at in your life is to stop and look at the things that don't allow you to see the lady dancing on the stage versus the people fighting in the side. That's internal. That's the change inside. And what our society has tended to do is shame people for having a bad attitude. Shame people for feeling not great. Shame people for saying, you know, people, how are you? I don't know. I'm kind of pissy today. How are you? I'm not yelling at you. I'm not puking that out on you. I'm not saying I'm going to ruin your day. That's pretty negative. I'm just being honest. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm kind of pissy today. I'm going to figure that out. And for me, that's just observance. I'm observing the fact that this emotion is coming up. I may or may not be aware where it's coming from, depending on the day. And then going, I'm aware of it. Like when we talked about with your affirmations and I said, I would just change the wording slightly. I'm going to be aware of my anger today. I'm going to, because by being aware of it, you can go, Hey, why do I feel that way? Yeah. That's how you bring up the shadow. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that happened yesterday, right? It was, um, Alice and I are working on a project and, you know. Um, I did something. I'm an, I'm a husband and an idiot, so I did something to irritate her. <laughs> and of course, because I'm a husband and I don't know what I did to irritate her. But I said, took a deep breath, said, okay, I'm just going to go get, hop on my motorcycle and get some wind therapy right now. You know, I don't, I don't Did know you what... end it with, and if you feel like you can tell me why you're upset when I get back, you can? Uh, no, not at that moment. <laughs> We were not prepared mentally to do that at right. the moment. Not, okay. not at that moment. So, you know, I, I go out and take a little 10 minute, you know, wind therapy, as I call it, I'm on the motorcycle. I come back. And, okay, here we go. Truly then, nothing better. Right. And then, and then we, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I did. I, I, I wasn't mad at you. Well, that's not what the tonality in your voice. We were able to talk it out then. Right. But see, that's the reflective yeah. thing. And that's actually a great example for the karmic mirroring because. Mm-hmm. That actually brings up a little bit of your shadow. Okay. Because she's upset about something, but there's something about her energy that's triggering a shadow in you that you took it personally that it was about you. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Nothing bad about it, but that goes, hey, you know what? And she's she wasn't even mad at me. What about that well, she energy? Probably was <laughs> <laughs> what about that energy triggered me? Like, why did I right. assume that was about me? 
Um, and then another step forward, because it's always about two people. Sure. For all you people that blame everything on your ex, there were two people in the room. That's right. Thanks to the tango, right? And, you know, people are like, no, but they were horrible. But you stayed. Yeah. Hello. Right. Yeah. Now, is that excusing abuse and trauma? No, I've been there. I've been in the mind screw yeah, yeah. where you stay. Yeah. But at some point, I had to go, hey, why are you here? What in mm -hmm. you said stay here? Right. Right. In order to leave that yep. situation. So there's always two people yeah. in, in a situation. But, you know, and and for, for her, and I love your wife because I, I do know her. Yeah, um, she's awesome. You know, just, hey, what made you feel like you could be mad and not tell me, hey, Kent, I'm having a bad day if I snap at you? Not personal. Yeah. Like, where did we miss a beat to where we could just freely kind of mention it? Um, those types of things change little dynamics. And those to me are karmic mirrorings. Yeah. Like, hey, look at, I took this personal and thought it was about me. Why did I do that? And hey, have we missed a step here that you didn't feel like you could tell me you were having a bad day or something was on your mind? Because you don't have to tell me what it is right away, but I'm your husband. I love you. You yeah. can you can be not perfect today. You can, you can be not a ray of sunshine today and just kind of let me know so that we don't end up in conflict like this. Little things like that. To, that's karmic mirroring to me. It's not some big, oh, my God, Ken made fun of my car and now his has crashed. You know? <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh. Karmic mirroring happens every day. Oh. And it's just that reflection of, hey, in this situation, here was me and here's them. And look at how that dynamic took place and what role did I play in that? And what made me play that role in it? Hmm. And it can be something that's pretty minor. You and your wife get along. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, we do. But in all situations, that can be the place, especially where there's conflict. Yeah. Because there can't be conflict if both people aren't triggered. Right. It, it's not possible. Not possible. Right. So you made the right move, in my opinion, was to go, oh, I got to step back a minute. Yeah. Because I don't want to escalate the our, conflict. Our, our voices didn't raise. You know, you know what I mean? Our voices didn't raise. It was right. just tonality. And you're like, mm. You know, so right. then I'm but like that's self-awareness. Uh, yeah. You knew yourself enough to say, Oh, if I don't do this, I'm gonna get pissy. Yeah. And then we're gonna escalate. So I'm gonna go. That's just self-awareness. And in that moment, you weren't saying rainbows and butterflies and everything's wonderful and happy day. Right, right. You looked at yourself, I'm at a level now. I mean, it was I about, need to step away because yeah. this isn't where I kind of want to be, and then go be aware of it and Clear it and think about it. And I'm yeah. sure while you were on your motorcycle, you thought about some things yep. like and cleared it out and went, okay, I brought up all the stuff and let it go. Yeah. Um, anger, the people telling society you can't be angry or you're a bad person is doing this. It's making people really angry. Right. Right. <laughs> For real. Anger, truthfully, anger, if you want to go scientifically, psychology, whatever, anger is buried hurt and shame. Or, or anger is buried, hurt, and fear with nowhere else to go. In other words, you continue to bury hurt and fear and hurt and fear and hurt and fear and hurt and fear and hurt and fear. And finally, the tank got filled and one more person tried to put something in there and you went, no, and you blew. Yeah. When you blow, again, it's our reaction to the blow. Do I blow and go out and punch Kent in the face? Or do I blow and go, Kent, you know what? I've had it today and this is what happened. And then you start to feel yourself come down and you go in right now, I'm an asshole and this is a personal. <laughs> and you start to kind of realize that. Right, right. uh, uh, yeah. And let it go down. And then all of a sudden you do get emotional because the hurt and fear has a place to go. Sure. The steam has a place to come up and rise out yeah. of the pot. And people are, un it's uncomfortable. 
It's uncomfortable right. to see it. But when you allow it to kind of flow through and allow tears to flow, I've told people, Google tears on Google. Tears studied under the microscope. Whatever the tears were for crystallized differently, whether it be onions, whether it be grief, whether it be sadness, whether it be happiness, they studied tears. And the tears actually crystalled, crystallized differently under the microscope, depending huh, on what they were isn't for. Isn't that interesting? Because yeah. it's energy leaving the body. Allow yourself to do that. And if you've got some wounding that doesn't yeah. allow you to show that vulnerability in public, then sit in your room and cry. Right. You know, like. Do what you gotta do, but that's really energy leaving the body. And what happens is once we kind of get comfortable to a point where we can allow that to come up, we will notice the karmic mirroring more because we're in acceptance of it. We're no longer trying to hide it. Now we can step back and go, I know what that feels like. And oh, now I can empathize with that person. I have compassion for that person because that is a difficult situation. Underneath hurt and fear is shame and guilt. So once we kind of clear out all that. Those little pieces of shame and guilt that made us start hiding the hurt and fear, you know, and yeah. building the cake, so to speak, start to come up. And people are afraid of it because it's uncomfortable. I'm not saying, you know, I always go to an extreme. Like, I, I the truth, and I've told it, I, last year and a half, I pretty much hermited my life. Um, I made my circle super small. I barely left my apartment. And I was spent a lot of time alone. And at first it was horrible, uncomfortable. Um, but I also knew that one of my shadow sides was I had codependency, afraid of being alone, mm. afraid of being rejected, afraid that people, you know, all those things had come up. And so I was allowing anybody and anything into my life and then battling myself to prove worthy that they would stay. And I, I don't want to do that anymore. Well, the only way to understand why you're doing all that is to sit and feel what it feels like not to do it. It's just the truth. Just because the truth. in sitting and feeling, this is what it feels like not to do that. It's very uncomfortable. And kind of staying in that and just accepting and knowing what you're doing, all of a sudden memories and thoughts and discomforts and things come up. And when you can just observe them, oh, yeah, look at that. That's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple times I almost broke and gave in. And then I went, do you want to be in the same spot in six months that you were six months ago? No, you don't. All right, we're going to stay here and be uncomfortable. <laughs> and sometimes you have to talk yourself into that, you know, and just right. be realistic. Um, do I want to be where I was? No. Where do I want to go? And I'm kind of at a weird place of, I don't know. Like two years ago, I had a plan. I could, you know, the whole envisioning and the universe will bring it thing. Right. Uh, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to sit and wait for God to bring it when I'm good enough. Right. And now I realized the other day I'm sitting there my, and my friend in New York and I were talking and she's like, now that you've cleared out all this gunk, because I really have, she's listened to me ball sometimes when I just needed somebody to tell. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, she's very non-judgmental too. I'll call her up and say, I, I need some vent crazy time. And she'd be like, okay, let me get a coffee. You know, she just said, there's a half time. She doesn't even say anything. I just, I, I just say things, whatever comes to my mind, I just kind of spit out. And um, she said, We're, "What now that you cleared all this out, what do you want a year from now? And I said, I don't have any idea. Wow. I don't have any idea. So I'd like to move. I'd like to move into, at minimum, a bigger place where my dog's got a yard, you know, to run around in. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, you still want to go speak publicly? I said, well, that'd be cool. She goes, but is it your desire? 
I don't know. And I was like, okay. Like, I truly don't know. And I'm not that person. I usually have a plan and a focus. And, and, and what I realized is that that was my own form of escapism. If I have a plan and a focus, then when people ask about me, I don't have to say the things that are bothering me. I can just say, and I'm going to work towards versus, and I'm at right now. And I started to pull that back. And again, it's all karmic mirroring. Look at me telling people, be comfortable where you are. Don't be ashamed of your past. Don't be ashamed of where you are. That's not the problem. You move, you're moving forward. That's, that's the goal. Staying stagnant and thinking that that's okay and being uncomfortable is a problem. You're here trying to change that. And look at you not doing that. Ah. Look at you going, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, next year at this time. And so now I've kind of gotten to the point of, well, I live in this little apartment. And I guess I'd, I'd like a bigger house in the yard for my dog. But what do you want to do for work? I don't know. Right now I have a good job that pays my bills. I love being on the radio. I like my clients. You want to build your practice? I don't know. I don't know. Seven years ago when I put the last penny I owned in my world into finishing school and opening my office and doing the thing. I'm going to be so successful. This is what I'm going to do. And I was going to go and my heart said it. I love it. Why I'm yeah. doing it. But if you said, Lisa, is that if you could build, you know, a 40, 50 hour a week practice and doing what you love, do you want to, I don't know. It doesn't spark me like it used to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm at the place. Uh, and, and again, Mike and I were talking about it is I've, I've stopped buying into um, the narrative we were taught as kids, right? I mean, when, when, when you and I were kids, it was, Hey, go to work for one of the big three work right. for 30 years, retire and live the rest of your life on a beach somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and here I am 54 in my early to mid fifties, as I say. And, <laughs> um, and I go, I finally figured out that I don't want to have a life that I need to retire from. I'm I'm excited right now, you know. If, if anybody were to ask me, Lisa, like, hey, you know, when what when, when I was 20, what what are you going to be doing when you're 54? I'm like, hey, man, I'm smoking cigars, uh, drinking wine, uh, rolling around the world because I'm retired and wealthy. And now I'm like, um, I'm working three full time jobs, having the, <laughs> having the time of my life, you know, because it's on it's on That's my it's on my schedule. You know what I mean? And I'm like. I finally get it. Like, I don't want to build a life that I need to retire from. I, I got kids who are adults as you do. Right. And I'm like, I want to bring them with, I want to, let's just keep growing. I don't ever want to retire. I mean, I sit here and Mike and I were talking about this um, last night. Mick Jagger's 80 years old. They just put out a new album. What? How cool. I'm but not even, a, loves. Yeah, I'm not even a Rolling Stone fan, but I'm like, that's incredible to right. me. Right. That's that's awesome. He's in his he's in his space. He's in his is. And and to me, uh, you know, I, I reflect back to, you know, 20. It must have been maybe 2018, 2019. And, and Uncle Pete, you know, would he just like, I don't know. I love my 50s. I hated my 40s. I love my 50s. I'm having the time of my life. Well, and here would be the thing. And you probably have to think about it for a little while. But the karmic mirroring part of that would be. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was right. for you to sit back and just really kind of think the people who had that mindset, 
before you had that mindset, what judgments did I have? Yeah. What did I look at them and go, freaking hippies? Right. You're they crazy. Can't get a good job. Yeah. Freaking lazy. They just want to do what they want to do and they don't want to do with real work. That's what we were taught. Oh, That's, yeah. we were, that's karmic mirroring. Like now going, oh, now I'm in this situation and I can see where there was a time. I was kind of arrogant. Oh, yeah. And, you know, thinking this, that's karmic mirroring. It's not, oh, my God, I was a horrible human being and I don't deserve to have anything good for the rest of my life because I was bad. That's not karmic mirroring. No. Karmic mirroring is just observing and kind of going, wow, look at this. Now that I'm in a different situation and I understand it because I'm living mm -hmm. it and feeling it, mm -hmm. I see back when, mm -hmm. when I didn't. And people are like, well, why would you need to worry about it if you didn't do anything bad? It opens your eyes to, again, new things. Yeah. So that allows a part of you back then, because people think that how they feel in the moment is how they live, and it's not true. That's true. Yeah. How you feel in the moment is your subconscious beliefs and views. Are your decisions that you made about life and about survival before you were old enough to even realize that you were making decisions about life and survival? So when you notice or mirror something like that, you can go, well, I really had some judgment. So, yes, that's just saying I can see where it's different now. I can see where I didn't have a clue. I can see where I was close-minded, whatever it was for each individual person. And it doesn't just do that. What happens is that the next time you meet somebody who's different than you, you're going to have that little piece of you going, well, well, look at me judging. What made you do what you're doing? How do you feel about it? Well, you, it you'll find... I didn't know what I thought I knew then. And right now I might right. not know what I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let Absolutely. me learn from them. Yeah. Let me hear their story. Let me know. And truth is, you might run into people that you really think are wrong. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Don't go have coffee with them again. Right. You don't have to spit it out and scream it. Life is about intent. You know, and people talk about that. Oh, I intend that I'm going to have a Mercedes. That's not the intent I'm talking about. I'm talking about your heart, your heart right. space, your spirit space, your kar karmic space. And it used to be that people, I can't do that. I can't be vulnerable because people take advantage of me. That's not because of using your heart space. That's because of self-esteem and lack of boundaries. How do you learn self-esteem and lack of boundaries? By getting your ass kicked enough that you decide you need them. Right. By working yeah. hard enough and having enough people taking advantage of it, you finally say enough. And what happens in the moment you say enough? The anger blew. Yep. And you said enough. I still care what happens to people. I'm still open-minded. I'm still into people in post-recovery. But now I don't feel I have to save them. Mm. I'm here to help them. I'll support you. I'll take your hand. I'll hear you. I won't judge you. Mm. My life doesn't have to revolve around what you are fixing. But when spirit pulls me into the wheelhouse and I have something to offer and you ask for it, I'll help you because my heart means it. You got to fix your damn self. Yeah. The old me's, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I've realized over this time that that was the little girl in me whose dad never thought she was good enough, uh, you know, who couldn't yeah. succeed. Like one of the stories, love you. My dad and I have made peace. Yeah. Just hold for the hold my wine. Right. <laughs> Watch me take care. Right. My dad and I have made peace. So this isn't for criticism as for example. But I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I had got, I had a D minus in science mm. and which is funny because I ended up in animal medicine and psychology, but whatever. <laughs> D minus right. in science. And I was like, oh, I'm going to work my ass off. And I did. I got tutors. I got friends to help. I worked. And by the time I brought my report card home, I had a B plus. 
so excited, yeah. right? Now he doesn't know I did all this work. I know it though, right? right. I come in and I hand him my report card and he leaned on his dresser when I handed him this. So if you would have worked harder, you would have gotten an A. And in hindsight now, and I've had made peace with him, I thought, if you think I'm that bad, let me show you what bad can be. And I kind of went rebel. And it's another learning thing because um, I was just talking to a young kid recently about this. Um, Because they had some issues dealing with the anger of their upbringing. I said, I was that kid. I said, and here's the thing is I was so mad at my dad in that moment. I'm seriously going to, I even dated a guy longer than I liked him because my dad hated him. So like, why don't you break up with him? Like, because he pisses my dad off. Like, he makes my dad I'm totally staying with him. How'd that, how'd that I work out that for you? Kid, you know? right, yeah. Well, I'm one of those people, if you say you can't do that, I'm going to do it twice, even if I didn't want to do it the first time. Right. You know, like, oh, don't yeah. tell me. Okay. But that's that little kid part of me. You know what I mean? That's that little girl mm-hmm. who didn't want to be told what to do. I won't be controlled kind of thing. Um, and what happened is that when I graduated high school, I wanted to be a social worker. Funny enough how the world goes around, right, right, you know, full yeah. circle. And because I worked in animal medicine and I loved it. That was the job I went to and never thought I'd leave. I totally loved running animal hospitals. Loved it. And um, anyway, going full circle. And my dad would have paid for my college. I would have never had a student loan. And they're like, why didn't you go? I'm like, because he really wanted me to. He really wanted me to go to college. <laughs> then I'm not. And I said, now think about that. Was my dad's life affected at all by not paying out all that money? Was my dad's career affected at all because I didn't go to college? Oh, who paid the price? <coughs> who paid the price? Because my anger and my ego, I'll show you. Oh, damn, I did that, didn't I? Now I'm doing this for a living. I don't have a full degree. Insurance won't cover me. Nobody will listen to me. And I actually know a lot more than people think I know about this kind of stuff. Right. Nobody will hear me because I showed him. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, And like those are kind of karmic mirrors. Yeah. Like okay. now when I thought, I'm not going, I'll go do the, you know, and, and right. I did my thing. Now, later on in life, I'm in a position that I have a diploma in what I do. I don't have a degree in what I do. Right. Um, but I've had, I have a friend who's a doctor. He's been on the air before. He's a psychologist doctor. And he said, Lisa, why don't you go back to college and get your degree? So get, he goes, get your doctorate. He goes, people will finally hear you because he's starting to see our mm. way isn't so crazy. Right. And I, at the time, so I'm 52 years old. And you want me to go back to college for eight years and be $200,000 in debt at 60? <laughs> no. But I can have it. Right. But again, karmic mirror. Is it anybody else's fault that I had an ego and an attitude problem and I turned down a paid for degree? That was my anger. That's me. Right. You know, people say, no, it was your dad. No, it wasn't. My dad still offered me the check. Right. Was he, did he make his mistakes? Was I angry? You know, was he, what, no. I mean, those things are all true. I I was still offered the check and I still turned it down for no reason other than I was pissed off. And I was going to prove you don't control me. Yeah. Those types of things are karmic mirrorings. Do I beat that? Do I sit here and dwell and beat that girl up for being stupid? No. No. Um, and we're going to do a show on regret and re- regret and um, guilt just for that reason. And and here's why I don't beat that girl up now that I struggle because I didn't do it. When we look back and karmic mirroring will bring this up, which is why I'm saying it. 
when we look back with regret and guilt, Mm -hmm. we look back from where we are now. So in other words, right now, when I look back and I see that, I'm looking at back as a 55-year-old woman who's kind of been on a, a bit of a wild ride and learned a little bit. Back when I made that decision, I was an 18-year-old girl with low self-esteem that didn't know what to do and was trying to finally prove her point in the world that she was done being bullied. Yeah, well, that's why they say hindsight's 2020, right? Right. But when we, and it it is, that's a common statement. But again, remember we talk about like slogans only Mm -hmm. go so far, you know, little quotes. Because here's the thing, hindsight's 2020, but a lot of people live in that guilt and regret. Then I get them in my office. So I'll say, okay, cool. I get it. I've got regrets too. Trust me. Got a notepad. Like we'll, we'll talk about that. But if you pull yourself back from that out of the emotion of that, okay. And look at the scenario of it. Now let's go back. Tell me about your situation when you, for my example, 17, who were you? What was your family life? Like, what was your environment? Like, what had your friendship experiences been like? Tell me about all that. And you can kind of pull, meet them at their level and then pull them back to that era. Mm. They start talking about who they were then. Oh, yeah, this had happened and that had happened. And oh, I was an idiot. And yeah, I did this. This is kind of stupid. And you kind of pull them back to that era gradually, right? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. they're in the mindset of when they were that age. Why'd you make that decision? Well, I was pissed off and I had these. Oh, right. So now as you're beating yourself up here, so we'll use my example. So I'll throw myself under the bus. If I lived in horrible guilt and regret over that, I'm judging that 17-year-old girl who now has 40 more years of experience in life. I need to go back to where she was at the moment and realize in her mind and in her state of life at that moment, she did the best she could with what she knew how she was screwed up. That's how you kind of let those things go. And then you have two choices. You can either stay there and go, yeah, but only if we can never change our only ifs. But we can say, okay, I see that I did that. Now in the future, when opportunities come arise, I'm going to set my ego aside and kind of go, let's look at the big picture here and think about this before I make this decision. Let's pull our emotions back from that. But that's a karmic mirror. Mm. Right now I'm struggling in life because I did this. Why did I do this? Because I had an attitude problem and I had anger and I was going to prove something. Yeah. Here's the karmic mirror. Well, aren't you glad you did that? <laughs> aren't you glad you did that? Look at you now. Ooh, big girl. <laughs> you were wise. And that's why the mentor thing triggered me. Like, yeah, you don't know right now in this moment what a year, five years or 10 years down the road, you're going to know. Right. And, then that's- and you may look back in five years ago. Damn, Kate, you were an idiot. If you would have just done X, Y, Z, all this would have happened. Yeah. But in this moment, in this very moment, can you see a different avenue that you're just totally closing? You're totally closed-minded too. You're doing the best you can with what you got. Right. And you're making it go, right? So five years from now, when something else is presented to you and you realize, damn, if I had known that then, things yeah. would have been different. How can you beat yourself up? Yeah. Right now in this moment, you're not intentionally. And I and I say this to clients a lot. I say, One thing I wish people would say more and realize more is there are very few people, and I suppose there are a few, so I'm going to say very few versus none, that wake up in the morning and go, today's the day I'm going to F up my whole life. (laughs) And today's the day I'm going to go screw those people over. And today's the day I'm going to say hurtful, shitty things people will stay mad for for the next 20 years. Get in the shower and get this thing rolling. Well, let's go. Right. That's just not the mindset. Right. But we do have different moods and we do have different emotions yeah. and we do have different reactions and we do have, we did the kaleidoscope show about how we see things. In the moment that you do anything, 
the majority of us did the best we could in the moment. And you have to remember that every moment changes. Mm-hmm. Every single moment is different. So I may have the exact same scenario happen a week later, but mm-hmm. did my head still hurt? Did I wake up to the bad phone call right before that? Did my car not start that morning too? Did, everything is always a little yeah. bit different. So you're a little bit different. If you wake up and your car doesn't start, Lord forbid in my house, the coffee pot doesn't work. You know, you're already on edge. Then when somebody presents something to you, you're not going to see it the same as a week later, exact same scenario when your whole morning roll. Mm-hmm. You're different in every moment. So when we catch ourselves getting off or when we see those little karmic mirrors versus going, oh my God, I was stupid or oh my God, I don't care. My situation's different because my situation's worse. Your situation only feels worse because you're feeling it. You're feeling similar to what they felt. And first other thing, don't compare the level of hurt. Hurt is hurt. Yeah. You know, um, there's certain people with certain types of wounds and things that I could as much as say, you know, that's a new coat. I saw you wear the other one too. Like, where'd you find those? And leave it there. Right. Yeah. There's certain people with certain wounds that would be like, she's saying my coats are gross. Right. Right. And there's other people that would be like, she likes the way I dress. I said the exact same statement. Yeah. Right. But it's our reflection in the moment, how we feel. If you woke up that morning and you thought, oh my God, my hair is ugly. Oh my God, I have a big zit. Oh my God, I have whatever. You're going to maybe take that as, she thinks like mm. I should go change. Right. Right. If you woke up going, oh my God, good hair day. I don't have many remembers. Good hair day. Oh my God, my makeup. Oh my God, this is so great. Oh my God, somebody told me I look nice today. And you're in that zone. You're going to go, they like my coat. Hell yeah. Right. Remember that we're all that way. Yeah. And this whole, like the mentor thing and the things that we talk about, this whole belief that we have control of how we handle everything. Well, kind of. But you don't have control of all your emotions all the time. Yeah. And anybody who wants to come on the air and try to convince me that they have control of all so, of their emotions all the time, let's go. Let's have a debate. So because I bet I can piss you off and make you not have control of your emotions to prove right. my point. You know, like and it's not to make somebody mad or hurt, it's to prove there's more underneath your mask. Yeah. Just let's go. So, you know, when when I think of karmic. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, karma's a bitch. I'm going to get you, right? Um, I look at it as, you know. Um, I have a sweatshirt from- that actually says, whoa, dude, chill. Karma's only a bitch if you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, but uh, so d- karmic really is, you reflective. know. It, it, yeah, reflective in this in this lifetime, right? So sometimes we're, the karmic is we're learning from a, yeah, a we previous could have life, up at a different lifetime right? and we're kind of living it now. Like, so that karmic mirroring is that right. at this point in my life, what you know, have I learned? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be. That's why that sweatshirt makes me laugh is that karma. If you've been a complete idiot and you're out harming people, that karmic mirror might be pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. Right. Yeah. Because you've got to learn what that felt like to be that harmed, mm-hmm. right? To be treated that poorly. You've got to, you kind of re-experience who you are, right? Yeah. So we do bring things from other lifetimes. Um, my belief in that is that if that's a really bad thing, it means that you didn't learn your lessons in the lifetime, meaning you didn't take the time to reflect or change. You literally died still a complete asshole believing you were yeah. right. 
You know what I mean? So you you had a conversation with Spirit up there and went, uh, look at my life review. And <laughs> I kind of screwed that one up, didn't yeah. I? And, and Spirit just basically says, let me know when you're ready to go down there and balance the scale. And people think of that as punishment. That's what I think religion has screwed up as punishment, mm, has been conceived as punishment. It's not, it's to let you learn and experience. Yeah. Um, just like I kind of went, well, maybe I could have handled that situation differently, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of teetered it around in my head. But then when I got placed in the situation where I had to have the emotional strength and balance in my mind and go through it, I went, oh, this is much different. Yeah. Now I've had this experience and this experience and um, this whole belief in society um, and spirituality, truthfully, that says, no, you have to stay positive or bad things happen. I feel like we're taking half of life away from people. So true. Because if you say, they say balance, right? So what's balance? We picture the scales. Funny enough, we're in Libra season right now, which is what? The scales. The scales, right. So if you're only looking at the good and you're filling your life up with all this good, all this good, all this good, and then you start to go, but wow, I've got all these things that I wanted. Got all these things, so they pictured them. The universe gave them to me. I still don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I have a purpose. I'm still not excited. Wow, that's really weird. Yeah. Why aren't you? Because you didn't do this. So when you awaken, so to speak, awakenings are ugly. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, they're yeah. dark, right? Yeah. Is that to punish you? No, it's to go. Okay, now let's put some of this on here. Let's put some of this on here. Oh, oh, we got too much of this, right? Depression, anxiety, addiction, right? Oh, now we're way over here on the dark side. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be here either. This is uncomfortable too. But now you have this experience on the left, and you have this experience on the right. Both of them, when only there, suck. Right. Not fulfilling. Right. But as you figure out what to get rid of on each side to create balance, you have experience of both sides. So you know how to find your center. If I say, Kent, close your eyes. We're going to blindfold you. I'm going to take you out to the parking lot and I'm going to say, walk to the center between you and the tree. You can't. You don't know where the other side is. You don't know. You can't see it. Right. How do you find center? Same thing with life. Everybody who thinks it all has to be happy, joy, and wonderful, and rainbows and butterflies and unicorn farts and everything else yeah. that they you know want to put out there, that's fine. I'm not saying you should be miserable, but you're missing half of life. Yeah. Because part of what we're down here for is to bring those shadows up and say, how do we change them? How do we set the shadow free? Yeah. How do we accept it and create that balance? But you can't have balance if both sides don't have something on it. Right. And that's where my big thing is, is that I believe this saying you have to be happy and positive and I have to be the one that everybody looks for, for advice. And I have to be this wonderful human being that's spotted by the world. You're missing half your life. You're missing half your life. Because as much as I don't want to stay there, my growth has not come from my successes. My success has come from my failure, mm. from my depression, from my anger, from my anxiety from my discomfort. My success is not monetary as it was 10 years ago. Okay. My success is not monetary as it was 10 years ago. Right. My success is starting to become, you went through a lot of shit. You lost everything you ever had. You battled some pretty big forces. And I don't mean spiritual forces, I yeah. mean situations yeah. and people in life. And you don't hate the world. 
and you see where you could have done better and you try to do better. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Am I perfect? Nope. Still have some things to learn, but I'm starting to identify what they are and going, okay, cool. That's something I have to work on. That to me has become success. Now, if I get the house and the yard and the truck and the hot guy who brings me coffee in the morning, yep. rock on. But my idea of success has changed. And I'd be like, but this is what you think now, right? In this moment, right. because my idea of success next year is probably going to be a little bit different. Yeah. People, that's growth. Because I love it when you run into somebody and you have a conversation with them and they're like, that's not what you said 10 years ago. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Unless Thank you're running, God. unless you're running for office, then you can never change your mind. That's good. Yeah. That, and that's why we stay in the cycle. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. and I've learned to just say that instead of feeling like now I have to defend myself as to why I changed my mind, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's where I was at for a little while. Like, Oh, I got to defend myself. This is why I did that. This is why I changed my mind. And finally I just, thank God. Right. Thank God. I don't say I have the same perspective and the same mindset and the same view right. and the same life that I had 10 years ago. Thank God. Now there are aspects of that life I love. Sure. I miss. And there's aspects of that life that I'm like, oh, you're kind of an ass. Yeah, you could have done that better. Yeah. That's the scales. This part I loved. I think I'm going to pull some of that back in. Like I used to be the holiday mom, you know, Christmas and movies. And and I haven't, I haven't celebrated Christmas in seven years because I'm depressed and I miss my family and my kids are growing. Mm -hmm. You know, the depression. And I finally, no, we're not going to do that anymore. So I, I'm going to pull that, those aspects of me back in because yep. I really like those aspects of me. And those other parts of me, eh, they weren't so fulfilling. I'm going to leave those there. Yep. And, oh, I learned these things from this on this dark journey. Yeah. I'm going to pull some of those aspects over here, too, because I learned from those. And those really helped me. Those are my boundaries, yep. right? Now I'm getting balance because you have to draw from both sides. This ignoring your shadow side, so to speak, is not you're killing people, literally in some literally. cases. Yeah. Literally, because people are so depressed, they become suicidal. They feel like there's something so wrong with them for feeling how they feel that they must be bad. And it would be better off for everybody else if they just weren't here. There's right. that, is a, that is not an exaggeration. There are truly people who believe and feel that. Just let people be people. And as long as they're not causing harm, let them see what it's like right. to just sit with them. And guess what? We can, I know we're running out of time. We can throw that out to what's happening in our house and or our whole world, our country, whatever, politically even, too. So I know we don't talk politics, but I'm going to throw this out there as food for thought. You think this way and you think this way. We got right and left, right? And everybody thinks that there's only one way of being right, one way of being left, and there's nowhere else to be. Yeah. I wish I could get a bunch of people in the room and I'd get a microphone and I'd scream, shut up. I want each one of you, I'm going to come to each one of you and tell me what is your intention in your belief? The majority of them are going to say to have a better life, to not have things cost so much, to not be so stressed yeah. all the time. And it won't matter. Nobody will know what the other person is as far as their side. If we could stop and go, what is the intention of everybody versus I have to be right? Oh, oh so wow. True. We all have the same intention or similar, or similar. intentions. Yeah. What do you think we could do? What do you think we could do? What do you think? And just talk. If we'd realize we're all having the same intention. We're all having the same intention. The only people who are winning this battle right now are the freaking politicians making bank yeah. and having control. Stop fighting with your neighbor over something so stupid as politics and start looking at it as I want to work with my neighbor about something so important. Oh, I'm going to cry. That's life. Yeah. 
That's it. Simple. Your kid getting an education and having a meal is just as important as my kid getting an education and having a meal, even if we don't see life the same. Okay? We may not agree with politics. Our intention is the same, and the intention is what's important here. And it, it, every aspect of life. So when you meet somebody different than you, talk to them if you choose to. Yeah. And if you don't choose to because you have some kind of a self-induced judgment, cool. That's okay, cool. too. Yeah. Walk away. Stop screaming. Yeah. Stop trying to convince them that they need to be different. Yeah. Okay? So I ran a little bit long. Sorry. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope everybody can take a minute to kind of self-reflect, karmic mirror, whatever. And yeah. It's a little bit different than self-reflection. I'm going to throw out there before people cop out. Because karmic mirroring means you have to relate to somebody else that you judged kind of thing or something else that yeah. you did and realize that you weren't really open as you thought you were in that moment or right. So, okay. Have a good day. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. Line number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. But truth be told, the truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine.